Asungue kama mnina. Ejola hanyefe. I bring you greetings from the moderator, greetings from the General Assembly Council, and greetings from the church house, which is the head office of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, situated at Kuku Hill, Osu. I must say thank you very much to God that I have this opportunity to share fellowship with you, worship his name with you, and also to speak about repentance. Thank you very much, Osofo Ebi, for inviting me here. Thank you so much for the work that you have done. We have taken notice of the hard work and the work that you have done. I know that we are already talking about elevating this congregation to become a district. Because we will need this congregation to spearhead administration co coordination of congregations in this neighborhood. But let me also say, be that congratulations. The last time I came here, it wasn't anything near this at all. It was just the skeleton with iron rods in the body. It was some years back, though, but you have done very well. And this, for me, is a testimony of your faith in God and the unity that you exhibit in this congregation. May the Lord bless all of you. Amen. Now, the Presbyterian Church of Ghana has a big presence in this neighborhood. So we are happy. And we are also happy that you seem to be a youthful congregation, right? Uh, you have quite a number of young adult youth members here. It means you have strength. It means you have resources, human, financial, and everything else. And you continue to bless God with all that you have. I have taken notice that this looks more like a model Presbyterian church. And I... I, I know that the future looks very great and bright. And God himself will pitch his tent here. That anyone who will enter this church to worship, for teaching, service for prayer, will find God. And that, that God will touch all of you. And bless all of you. And bless all that you represent. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe I've also taken note of the beautiful chapel but also of the fact that in this congregation, you have a super women's fellowship. That whenever you give them the chance to sing one, they will sing three. But I thank God, I thank God for everything. I preach to you to the glory of God, our Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the power of God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Repentance. That is a word known to every true Christian. Repentance. I can say, I can say, I can say, I can say, that is what Christella interpreted repentance. I can say, because he was more of a, a Greek scholar 
And so he called it in tree Ajun Sakra. Say, Ube Sakra Wajun. Now, Zimama, who also worked on the Old Testament, was also an Old Testament scholar. So in the Ga, it is not Ajun Sakra, but it is Akuma Sakra. I hope you understand. It's the same thing, though. So for the Greeks, it is about the mind. So when you change your mind, that is about repentance. For the Hebrews, it is about the heart. When you change your heart, it is also about repentance. The English says repentance. Just going back. Going back to basics. The story in the gospel, the gospel story, the two, there are two parables. Actually, I, I want to dwell on the third of the two. They, we call it the, the three parables of the lost. The lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And I want to use the example of the lost son, rather, to explain repentance. And to talk about all that relates to repentance. The fact that all of us need to repent. And it must be a one big repentance towards God. And daily, momentarily, every time there must also be repentance. Because we are still human. So we must always check our ways to ensure that our relationship with the Lord is always right. The parable of the prodigal son, the lost son. That, that was the third. If you look at Luke chapter 15, reading from verse 1, that one starts at verse 11. Jesus saying the story of the young boy who went to his father to say to his father, give me part of your property, my part, he calls it, so that I can also go and work with it. Then he went and uh, led a very loose life, and then somehow he came to himself and didn't return, and the father willingly welcomed the boy and threw a big party. Now, what I'm going to talk about is to really look at this story and break this story down to include repentance and then the rejoicing, the party that was thrown when the boy came back home. Note that this young boy intentionally, he planned, he sat down and planned to move away from the father. It was an intentional decision. He willfully went away. He said, I will also go. Perhaps as a businessman, it was a good thing to do. One thing to also try to also become uh, successful in life. But I'm saying he went away willfully and intentionally. Now, when he was with the father, it was a privilege to be under your father, to be with your father. Ohiniba, Nani Papa, Tiasi. It is, I mean, you would love to be with your father, to be under the remit of your father. But this boy said, no, enough. I want to be on my own. So he went away. He left that privilege of being with the father. Now he wanted to leave without thinking of his father or without his father seeing him. He wanted to move away from the eyes of his father. And that is what normally some of us do. We want freedom. We want the liberty. We just want to do our own thing. We want to move away from home. We just want to go. Of course, at a point, it is important that we should also go. But you must go at the right time. Now, when he went, 
The Bible says that he sank so low. Sank so low. Somebody has said that if you sink to the bottom of a barrel, there is only one way for you up, and that is to come up. And that was the case of this boy. He went so low, and eventually he had to come up. He caused his own humiliation. He was humiliated. He was embarrassed for a Jew to work with pigs, even wanting some of the food of the pigs, that is the lowest of the low that anybody, any Jew can really go. He kept himself away from the Father and their paths did not cross. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of that way is death. That was the case of this young man. But you see, I like this story. And let me say that this is one of the most beautiful parables ever said by the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want two of the most beautiful parables, it is this one and then the parable of the Good Samaritan. Most beautiful. The Bible says that when he came to himself, when he came to himself, he examined himself. He said, look at me. Even the slaves in my father's house have something better to eat. Look at me. A blood relation of the father. A son of the father. Look at my state. And brothers and sisters, coming to yourselves is what every one of us must have. And we must thank God whenever we come to ourselves. What does it mean to come to yourselves? What it means is that you are now ready to listen to the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit continues to talk to us, to speak to us. But when you come to yourself, then you realize that, mm, I must do something about my state. How I pray and wish that for all of us, if we find ourselves so low, we will come to ourselves. That we will listen to the Holy Spirit and say, no, me. I cannot continue to be in this. Like if somebody in boarding school or university, when your parents sent you to the university and you go and play the fool and join trance and so on, you realize that you'll be failing. You need that realization. You need to come to yourself and say, hey, then you come to yourself and realize that I must arise. That was the case of the boy. I must arise. I must go back. Now, you need to examine yourself. Before you can repent, you need to examine yourself. That examination is also very important. Examine yourself. And know how low you have become. Seek the power of the Holy Spirit in order to come up. So you must always make comparative analysis of yourself. Your life with God and your life without God. The boy's life with his father and his life without the father. When he was with the father, he had everything going smoothly for him. And his life without the father was something else. A total embarrassment. He realized that he was far away from the father. Far! And their paths could not cross each other. And there was no one to offer any help. And that is what all of us must know. 
Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is not in anyone else. Others in better positions, spiritual positions, are to be examples to us. We will look up to them and seek the Lord. But our help comes from the Lord alone. He realized that he could not help himself and that no one could help him. So there was an honest admi admission of his condition. You don't need to hold on to that old way when you realize that that old way is not helping you. That old sin is not helping you. Move away from it. Repentance is the theme. You need to do something about it. The Holy Spirit continues to talk to you, to speak to you. You need to accept and do something about it. So he got up. That is what we call the resolution state. We have found the realization. He realized his condition. Then he resolved. I must arise. I'll pray that all of us one day will resolve that way. I must do something about myself. I must do something about myself. I must improve upon myself. I must arise. I must go back to my father. I must repent. And say to my father, I have wronged you. And say to God, I have wronged God. You need to resolve in life in order for you to enjoy repentance. Without resolution, realization of your state, sorry state, resolution to move and improve upon yourself, you, there will be no repentance. You need all this in order to get to repentance. So now we get to repentance. Now the boy went back by the grace of God. And let me say this, when he encountered his father, he, he did not only feel sorry, but he was truly repentant. In other words, repentance is more than just feeling sorry. Oftentimes, we feel sorry about our condition or about the things we do, but we do not repent. We feel sorry and then we go back. We feel sorry and go back intentionally. But I'm saying repentance is more than saying sorry. David in Psalm 51 boldly declared that he has sinned against God and sought the face of God in Psalm 51. That was after his time with Bathsheba and other evil. So that Psalm 51 has virtually become like the psalm of repentance in the Bible. Repentance. Psalm 51. He felt so sorry, recognized how sorry his state was, and said, I must do some thought. Father, I have come. Wash me and hide your face from my sins. Forgive my sins. And make me your son once again. It is like asking God to recreate you. To make you a new creation. Give you another chance. And that is the God that we worship. You turn away from being a, an earthly being. And turn your mind towards things that are heaven. Because now you have Christ in you. But let me say. Only Humility can repent. A humble person will repent. Because pride and arrogance stand against repentance. If you are so proud of yourself, so arrogant, you wouldn't want to go and say sorry to God or to your father or mother or to someone you have wronged, you will have no repentance. And let me say, 
Say sorry is not a sign of weakness. You say sorry and you cleanse your heart so that you have a fresh beginning. But repentance demands return. So let us now move on to return. From the realization state, we move on to the resolution state, then to the repentance state to say, look, I am sorry. I've done wrong against you. Now, you need to do something to show indeed that you are sorry. You, the boy couldn't have stayed far away to say, oh, I'm sorry, and still be in that sorry situation. He would need to move. So repentance demands a movement. It demands a return. Go back to your father and ask for forgiveness. We often say that there is no place like home. There is absolutely no place like home. No place like your own family or old friends. So he went back. He threw away his pride and decided to go back to his father. The young man realized that he was in a sorry state and that nothing was going to help him except to go back to God and he went back home. Now, repentance brings about reconciliation. And that is the whole idea of it. We often say it takes two to tango. To reconcile with somebody, it takes the two of you to be willing to let go and to start afresh. So this boy ate the humble pie and said, look, I must go in humility. Let people say what they want to say. I know what I'm looking for. I know my level. And I want a better level. I must go. And that is what all of us will need to do. Perhaps you might have wronged someone. Or your own family, you might have wronged someone. There is something that is telling you, go back. Go back and say sorry. Go back and start afresh. But there is also something that tells you, look, you cannot, you shouldn't go. You are who you are. Nobody can bluff you. I tell you, it is the Holy Spirit that tells you, go. Seek reconciliation. Go and repent. Go to God. Repent. Go to him or her. Repent. And seek reconciliation. So he went and communicated with the father. He talked with the father one to one. He accepted his fault. He accepted his mistake. He was willing now, not even to be reinstated as a son. And for me, that tells you that this is a very brilliant boy after all. He said, Father, I'm your son, yes, but I have wronged you. I have moved far away from you. Now, I want to come back to you. But don't even take me as your son. In So that I will warm up myself with time. To prove to you that indeed I have repented. Look, repentance takes place when you listen to the Holy Spirit and you act on it. But when you go back to say sorry, remember, forgiveness is not an instant thing. It is difficult. Forgiveness. The human brain or the human mind or frame is such that the delete key we have 
on the computer. When you write on the computer, type on the computer, and you delete, and everything goes, the human mind doesn't work that way. Perhaps it is God who works that way. And it is good that we try to be like God. But I'm saying, humanly speaking, it is tough. Still, you will think about the evil the person did to you. You need to pray to God to help you to forgive yourself. That is human. You forgive. Forgetting is tough. But gradually, gradually, you ask God. But next time, still you will look around and say, hey, Jama, on society, or is human, humanly speaking. So we need God. But thank God for the gift of time. Time proves true repentance. Time. And time proves forgiveness. The boy was willing to accept to be a servant. Just treat me as a servant. And let me gradually with time warm myself to become a true son again. But you see, the way God treats us or deals with us when we repent is the way the father treated the son. What did the father do? He willingly welcomed the boy. Come, come, come. And he was willing to restore the boy to full sonship by putting a ring on him, putting a robe on him, and throwing a party at him. That is what God does. The Bible, in the Bible reading, it says that heaven rejoices when one person is, is, who is lost comes back. When one person repent, repents or the lost is found. That is what we call total acceptance. The father accepted the boy totally. And that is what God will do to you. To you. God will accept you totally. He says, I am he. I am God. I will forgive you. And I will not remember your sins again. That is what God does for us. And that is why we must always be thankful to God. If it were me or you and your boy should do this to you and come back, the first thing you do is, semi-kachiru. Semi-kai. And we do it, isn't it? Semi-kai. But God will not do that. And that is the nature of God. That is why we need to worship this God. He will welcome you. He'll just look at you and welcome you with a smile. Come back. At least you have learned your lesson. How I pray that we will always be thankful to, to this God who lifts our burden. The burden lifting God. Who lifts your burden and causes your hearts to be at peace with him. Open welcome. That is what God will do to us. So when we go out to evangelize and to tell people about this God, we also need to tell them that God is willing. No matter your sin, he says, no matter how red or crimson your sin is, come, I will wash you with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you become whiter than snow. That is what the father did. He showed unlimited love. He 
himself reach out. The, the Bible says, when he saw the boy coming, he left off. And what could imagine him without his shoes or slippers or sandals? Running to welcome his son. That is what God would do. And then he reinstated the boy and threw a party. And the Bible says, in heaven, the angels will always rejoice when the lost is found. It says, the rejoicing was because the son was dead, but the son now alive. So the son and the father had their peace. And that is about repentance and forgiveness and so on. You need peace. We need peace in this world. When you, are, you have problem with someone, the moment you see the person, your heart starts beating. Now, this heart, it beats and you leave. It stops and you die. So why would you want to disturb? Be ready not to offend. Be ready to forgive so that your heart will beat normally all the days of your heart, life. Don't disturb yourself because of an enemy. Be willing to forgive and trust God and see what God is able to do. So the father had his peace. The son also had his peace. The home became a peaceful home. Satan was defeated and God was glorified. The idea of the party just to tell us of the rejoicing that takes place in heaven when a sinner repents. But you see, in this life, we need to be very careful. I say, if you say, the other brother, the other brother, that he was a perfect, almost perfect brother. Until he came back and realized what the father was doing, and then, so in other words, for him, he never thought of the boy as lost. All he wanted was the father alone. But that is not what happens in heaven. You know, in life, eventually, the problem will come back to you. In other words, let me say it well in English. In other words, if you have a problem with someone or a challenge with someone, and the person comes begging you, asking for forgiveness, and people will talk about it, it's like, why if you say, he has offended you, you know what happens eventually? The problem comes back to you. Everybody will now know that you are the problem and not the one who originally offended you. So originally we would have blamed the younger boy. But now, because the elderly boy was saying no to the return, now he has turned to be the villain. How I pray that we will be willing to forgive. We will be willing to forgive. 
to have our peace, to live peaceably with all people, and to enjoy repentance, the fruit of repentance. In life, we are swift to ask for forgiveness. We are swift to ask people to, forg to, to forgive us or to, yes, to forgive us, but we are slow to offer it to others. The word of God says in the, in the Lord's prayer that the, Jesus taught his disciples, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you see the relationship between God's forgiveness of your sins and your forgiveness of the sins of others. Let us not justify our mistakes. That is what the boy is saying to us. Let us not justify our mistakes. Let us willingly accept, come to ourselves, listen to the Holy Spirit, and hear God speak to us. Be ready to repent every day of your life. Reflect on your own life and your own activity. A word you might have said, a thought that may have come to your mind, an action, anything or inaction, anything that may cause an offense. And remember, from the young boy asking for forgiveness from the father, he says, I have offended you and I have offended God. In other words, when you offend your fellow man, it is an offense against God. So we ask for true repentance. Don't wait till tomorrow. It may be too late to ask for repentance. Repentance from God, but repentance also from the one you might have offended. Repentance. Turn back and be the person God has created you to be. Turn back and enjoy your destiny that with God himself has laid down for you. Lost like the coin, lost like the sheep, lost like the son, God will always come looking for you. God will stretch his hands towards you to lift you up from the pit. I pray, lift your hands up and let God hold your hand and draw you out of the pit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us, let us pray. Ave meuna sopa Mi jibi sechem kurenda It's also an opportunity for you to reflect on repentance. Think about yourself. What is it that you need to ask God 
to forgive you. And then ask yourself, who is it that needs forgiveness from you? Ask for repentance for your families, repentance for the church, the Presbyterian Church of Ghana. Ask that we should repent of any weakness or anything. Ask for this from God. So let us unite our prayers. Our Father, we thank you for being the God of peace, the God of wholeness, the God who forgives and reconciles us. Thank you for the example of reconciliation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the various examples of reconciliation and forgiveness we have in the Bible. You are willing that we should repent. You are willing that we should come back to you and seek forgiveness. We have come, O oh Lord, just as we are. We thank you for this opportunity to ask you to forgive us our sins. Cause our repentance to be true and to be real. We pray that you heal us all by reconciling with us. Let us have our peace and bless us, not only for today, but for our future. Help us, O oh Lord, like the young man in the story, to always come to ourselves, to really listen to your Holy Spirit. And when we listen to your Holy Spirit, let us resolve to move to do what is right. For every right thing we do gives glory to you. But Lord, we pray that when we have repented, be a blessing to us and bless our families, Bless the work that we do. Bless all that we represent in the name, the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, listen to our prayers of forgiveness and cause our hearts, repentant hearts, to always be tuned with you. We know you are able to do this. We have prayed through the merits and reputation of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Please sit. As you ain't come on. As you ain't come on. Mr. Sadani, you Papa. Papa, you own show. Midi nchia shronko every session every obibia. Ene ye 13 Sunday after Trinity. Na ene asemniti eye repentance. Na ne ode asemni ma yenu ye ye papa. Reverend Dr. Ni Noi Odongo. Na ochi mojume 